eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Josh, here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. What you did is another you went back. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House. Ranking players, ranking situations about each team. So, Josh, what you did here is you took a list of, I think it's nine different categories and what we're going to do is we're going to treat it like high school we're going to give out the best hair the best eyes the funniest the best couple we're going to go through all of it josh but first what inspired you to want to do this uh right before the season yeah people i mean we've seen these on twitter right people quote tweet with the most improved player you know uh draft pick that you're most excited to see who's gonna take the biggest step whatever it is i have one where you go back and it looks at most overrated player i had jerome baker because um, of all the fans who were, all, so many fans were hyped on him. I think it was like year two or something. And I was just saying, you know, he's good, but you just got to temper your expectations. So I had him. I think I had Raquan McMillan. I was going to bat for him. I think I had Byron Jones is one of the best players. So I'm just going to shut up about that. But either way, that inspired me. And then I kind of went in today and uh, tweaked it a little bit. So I got like least queasiest unit to look at, you know, the season. Let's start season. with but, right there. Yeah. So you want to dive into it? You want, you ready to go? Yeah, man. Uh, let, let's do it. Least queasiest unit on the roster. This one, I is that a word? Is least least queasiest? Is that a word? Is that we're English? gonna say it is. I, I'm all for it. The most tums, the least tums worthy roster unit. I don't know. I, I like yours more. I think. Um, I went edge rusher, Josh. I just felt like you have Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb, two guys. I mean, Bradley Chubb has that injury history, but I do think that um, knowing his role, knowing the workload, he can operate in Vic Fangio's system. And then having Jalen Phillips, who's just a machine on the other end, those two guys right there just instantly pop off the page. And then you got depth like Andrew Van Ginkle uh, behind him. And then you're hoping that maybe one of the younger edge rushers can just make a little bit of noise. Maybe Cameron Good comes up from the practice squad and becomes one of those guys. Um, It's not really the deepest unit, but you don't need seven, eight edge rushers. But because of Phillips, because of Jub, I am not queasy whatsoever. Yeah, I was getting ready to bail on what I was going to say, but I'm, I'm sticking to it. I, I have wide receivers written down. I think, again, like you mentioned, you have those two elite guys on the edge. You have these two elite pass catchers. I mean, Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill. Um, 
Waddle's number one wide receiver. So you got those two guys. And then after, you know, Eric Azucoma, uh, Braxton Berrios, River Craycraft. I mean, I'm saying those names and I just feel like we're one injury away from me to have an egg on my face. But I do think that um, it is the least queasy unit, at least as of now, heading into week one for me as a Dolphin fan. And something with that, too, what we saw in the preseason, don't hear what I'm not saying. Um, Jalen Waddell and Tyree Kill are in a different universe. But what they did is not only they were, weren't just like big play guys, they were also great at moving the chains. I think something we saw in the preseason and why he's still on the roster, River Craycraft, I think one game he had eight receptions on eight targets. If River Craycraft has to play for Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell, he is not going to reach that productivity. No chance. But what you can do is scheme them into the system where they can at least be part of that, the, the stick moving operation, something like that, where I do think that I think if you have someone on your roster that costs $30 million, if you lose them, no matter who they are, it's going to be tough. But I think the Dolphins have done a good job at identifying guys who can at least keep the offense moving and functional if a Jalen Waddle Tyree kill misses time a little bit. So, yeah, no, I, I really do like that pick. Yeah, I was going to say, um, if they had Robbie chosen, then they wouldn't have to worry about losing Tyree Killer or Jalen Waddle, but um, just joking. <laughs> what about most What about most queasy unit? Which which unit makes you the queasiest? The most Joe Philbin watching Philip Wheeler calling a timeout and then putting Philip Wheeler back out there? Which which one's this? Oh, my God, he called it. Okay, nope, I'm not going to get mad about it. Dude, I went quarterback. It just, for the second year in a row, they just keep dropping nonstop. Who was, was it? Who had the well, Keon Crossan had a had a freak injury earlier this week and now he's done for the year. Jalen Ramsey's injury. Nick Needham's not back. Cam Smith was dealing with an injury. There is just so much going on with this unit, man, where I am so queasy. The Dolphins did everything they could to try to add depth to this group, make sure it could survive an injury or two. But man, it's so hard not to um uh, feel a little sick looking at that group, especially with you know one or two injuries can just derail everything. Yeah, and we did this like, a, what, a month ago? We probably would have had that as one of the strongest units, right? Cornerback, because we would have felt pretty good about it. So, um, egg on my face always. I have I have two written down, so I'll just say them both since you didn't say either of them. Offensive line and tight end. I mean, the tight end unit, I mean, slim pickings. We talked about it now earlier in the pod, the last pod. Slim pickings at tight end and then the offensive line. I mean, is Austin Jackson really – um, as good as Omar Kelly advertised, all do we do all we need is a left guard. You know, Isaiah Wynn maybe, uh, Liam Eikenberg just be a body. Connor Williams bring those snaps down, and we have a solid offensive line. I mean, I'm not convinced that's the case. So, offensive line, tight end, that makes me the queasiest. But you had me feeling pretty queasy with the cornerback unit as well. Let's switch it up. Let's get the vibes back going on the good side. Most impactful free agent, Joshua. I I stuck with Jalen Ramsey. If he's back late November, early December, I, I think that what he injects into a defense midseason, the way that like offensive coordinators, as they're trying to pick apart the Dolphins defense and figure out how to attack them, you're telling me that all of a sudden you add Jalen Ramsey to the mix and everything's not going to look absolutely different. I think he could be that, you know, you're, you're three quarters through a level and you get that last invincibility star in Mario just to kind of push through, maybe win a game or two you're not supposed to. I think that value it might not be it's not going to be a whole season but I think the quality of performances late in the year we'll get from Jalen Ramsey is going to be unmatched yeah getting him back with Jonathan Taylor after that trade goes down I mean Dolphins like, will get Jalen Ramsey and Jonathan Taylor could you imagine that mid-season after you know starting six and two or whatever I mean oh man that, that's amazing so yeah man Jalen Ramsey's a great answer I have David Long Jr. I think he's 
Um, again, a unit that kind of struggles every year. The guy, you know, a unit I always wanted them to upgrade. Linebacker, I think he's probably the best, most talented in that group. I mean, Jerome Baker is pretty damn good too. But David Long, if he can stay healthy, he's going to make a big impact in the middle of that defense. So I have him down as my most impactful free agent signing. Jerome Baker is just like uh, your harness. You're never going to fall. You're safe. You have Jerome Baker. He's never going to let you down. David Long is more of that flashy, uh, you know, we're, we're going to make a big play that's going to be on Sports Center type of thing. So, yeah, man, I, I definitely see where you're coming from. I think he can have a huge impact. Maybe if you force a couple of fumbles, all of a sudden everyone in Miami is going to absolutely love you. Josh, the Dolphins only have two draft picks left, but which one of them do you think is going to be the most impactful for the rookie season? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Devon A. Chain. I was sitting here considering Cam Smith. You know, we talk about the cornerback unit. It's definitely a grim situation. You hope Cam Smith can step up and, uh, you know, forge a role in that secondary. But I have Devon A. Chain with the injuries to Je- Jeff Wilson. Again, Salvin Ahmed's probably behind Raheem Mostert on the depth chart. But after that, it should be Devon A. Chain's chance. So all it takes is a big run, right, Jake? And next thing you know, he's getting more touches each week. So. Devon Achan, I feel like he has the most, uh, the biggest chance to take advantage of Jeff Wilson's injury and, you know, forging a role. Dude, I don't know. I, I, I shake the crystal ball, and there's, there's part of me that thinks that maybe Devon Achan just has such a limited role his rookie season. I don't know why, but I can just so envision that happening. Like they redshirt him. They redshirt him as Ukoma style, like we, like we've seen before. Yeah, I can see that. Maybe not red shirt, but I could see like even just here's 10 plays every game that, you know, and it could develop into more. But but I just have a hard time seeing them just throwing the, the rookie, especially coming off the injury into the fire. Uh, rookie coming off injury into the fire. Cam Smith's in the same boat, so I guess I can't use that as my take. Uh, but I just picked Cam Smith. You have more running. You have more cornerbacks on the field than you do running backs. We heard about all the injuries the Dolphins at, at cornerback. Raheem Mostert, you're just hoping to ride till the wheels fall off. Hopefully Jeff Wilson's back after those four weeks on IR. So, man, I, I just think Cam Smith can kind of come in right away and have more opportunities on the field. Yeah, I could see that too. Um, and, I, you know, I was torn between Devon H. and Cam Smith for sure. Um, next on my list, Jake, what player could surprise most this year? I actually have uh, Julian Hill written down. I mean, we've talked Ooh. about him in that tight end room. Um, you know, as of now, he almost looks like tight end two, right? Tight end two, tight end three at worst. So um, he's the guy I'm going to put down there. Feel like he could just, you know, again, make a big play or two and forge a role, open up a running lane, whatever it might be, and get out in the field more. So I know that's kind of a hot take. I went a little bit deep there, but I'll go with Julian Hill. Who do you have? Before I tell you, um, there there was a Jerome Bettis stat line where I think he had three rushes for two yards and three touchdowns or something like that. Something ridiculous. It might have even just been three rushes, three yards, and three touchdowns. Um, I could see Julian Hillman one week having two catches for like six yards and two touchdowns. He's just all alone in the end zone for both of them. And that's what goes with that idea of the offense being able to trust you. He's going to be in the right spot. He's going to find the open space. Otherwise, he wouldn't have made it on the 53-man roster, which that's all we're hoping to see. The Pete per the player I think would surprise the most since Devon A. Chain's not going to be on the field, my friend, Selvan Ahmed. I really think that he'll have some opportunities to have some big plays. It being his fourth year in the league, I think he'll be very comfortable. Um, he might have, I, I think it was one of the preseason games. He had four carries for 48 yards. He had a high of 
uh, 42. So he had like five carries for six yards. There's going to be spurts like that where I, I think Salvan Ahmed might not be great, but I think there are going to be maybe two, three highlight games where we're really, um, really enjoying the fact that he's still on the roster. Yeah, I was actually torn to have him as my player to take the next step, but I wasn't sure if – does Jalen Phillips even count as a player to take the next step? Like, I see a lot of these people – okay, so, okay. Well, then, spoiler alert, um, a player I expect to have to take the next step, Jalen Phillips. I mean, I, I laugh when I see those, you know, NFL and those different news analysts and, you know, the sports writers penning that he's going to have a breakout year this year because, in my opinion, you know, we're the guys that sat here and said he was in there ring of honor as a rookie. So I'm not sure that I sit here and think that he hasn't already broken out. So I might have him on a whole different tier in my mind. So I'm going with Jalen Phillips. He's going to break out in this Vic Fangio defense. Bradley Chubb's going to be a menace more so than he was last year, which is going to, you know, have uh, allow Jalen Phillips to get some of those, you know, one-on-one matchups where he's just going to, you know, it, it doesn't matter who he's lined up against. It's game over. So Jalen Phillips is going to be my player um, to take the next step this season. Who do you got, Jake? The key here is that we put Jalen Phillips in the ring of honor before he played a snap. And the thing about the ring of honor, that's not a ceiling. My friend, there is no roof on hard rock stadium. So he's going to keep climbing. I have Jalen Phillips as well. I think I, I, we, we were, we were in on the, I don't want to call the shtick, but yeah, we, we leaned into this. Sometimes you find guys you just want to love from day one. Uh, but it, I felt like a lot less of a homer the second he was on the back page of the New York Post. Um, the, the, there was some drama about the Jets' offensive line in camp, how they were struggling, and, and they had pass rushers uh, of just talking about how the offensive line struggled. And the fact I saw Jalen Phillips there, that did it for me. If we were going to agree on one, this is not a surprise at all. I do think there's that extra level he can go. Man, it does seem like in each of the last two years, it's been spurts, especially near the end of the year. Obviously, you want someone to turn it on near the end of the season for sure. Um, but him becoming most improved is week one to 17, a 17-week headache for opposing teams. And I, I think he can genuinely do that. Yeah, he's, he's Pro Bowl bound, but it doesn't matter because the Dolphins are going to be in the Super Bowl. So we don't even care about all that. Um, next on the list, which player takes um, – oh, sorry – most improved, most improved player. Who do you got? I, the no, the most to prove. Most to prove. Yes, you're right. I think this one we might even agree with too. I went with Tua, um, just mostly because it's a contract year. He's got that fifth year option, but I think if he's going to be Miami's long term quarterback, he'll have a new deal this offseason. So if he can stay healthy, um, I'm not going to say 17 games because football is a physical sport but if he's out there 15 16 games and is looking like a stud obviously there are some rough spots throughout the season but I mean if he looks like the Tua that was um, out there last year he can earn that contract but a couple of injuries and you wonder if they're going to ride out that fifth year option and it will be even more high stakes um, I mostly took him just for the sake of he doesn't have that security yet I mean obviously if he plays well he'll get it with like a snap of a finger uh, but for now it, it's up to Tua he has to prove it and, and I think that um Knowing those quarterback contracts, I think he has the most to prove. Yeah, I was torn. I had Connor Williams down, Christian Wilkins, because he wants that big deal. But it's absolutely to a tongue of a low. I mean, you need to see that he can be healthy. You need to see that he's going to be – you're going to be able to rely on him, right? Because when he's out there, this Dolphins team looked awesome last season. But, again, it's when he's out there. So he has to prove he can stay healthy, prove that he can 
play the entire season and go out there and replicate those numbers in year two of Mike McDaniel's offense. I think he's going to do that and break the bank, but then we're going to have all sorts of other issues, right, with the salary cap. Having a salary cap issue is not an issue, especially if it's playoffs every year. And, and I, I go back to the Rams when, when they made their first playoff push. That wasn't their issue when they went they went all in then, but they doubled down on it when they traded for Stafford, and I think that's what really hurt them too. And the Dolphins haven't gotten there as soon as we trade two draft picks for someone uh, again, that that's when I'll get worried. But speaking of trading for two or trading two draft picks, offensive player of the year, Tyree kill. Um, usually you hear players say their goals for a season and you're like, yeah, man, good luck. Tyree kill says he wants to get 2000 yards. And I genuinely believe he will. Yeah, we, we, we agree on Tyree kill. I don't know if you heard that pony in the background. Yeah, we agree on Tyree kill. Uh, he's going to probably hit 2000 yards if he can. Sorry about the horse. Tyreek Hill's my answer as well. Defensive player of the year. Josh, I had such a hard time with this one uh, because I think there are so many different cooks in the kitchen and you wonder which one is going to look the best uh, because if they all look well, that, that's one thing, but someone's just going to get the numbers, whether it's a couple more interceptions. I'm going to go Javon Holland. I just think he'll he's someone who is consistently on the field, he takes advantage of every opportunity that's brought to him. You think about the idea of Vic Fangio's defense and how safeties improve in that group. I think all eyes are going to be on Javon Holland, and I just think his consistency, he might not be the best in terms of interceptions at the end of the year, forced fumbles, tackles, but I think he's just going to be so well-rounded and have like that. I don't even know the best way to describe it, but I could see him just, you know, three forced fumbles, three interceptions, three fumble recoveries, just doing a lot of three sacks, just doing a lot of different things. And that versatility is really what keeps Miami a step ahead, especially with Jalen Ramsey being out. Yeah, Javon Holland's a great pick. I actually have Jalen Phillips down. I stuck on board. I know I said he's going to take that next step, and I still think he already took that next step. I'm going to have him down as defensive player of the year. I feel like he's going to just be, again, a menace taking that next game to the next level. And Vic Fangio's defense, that's the moon. Next level's the moon. Dude, oh man, the Jalen Phillips hype is out of control, but I do think we discredit Bradley Chubb just a little bit just because of it. And keep an eye, like I've seen so much Bradley Chubb disrespect lately. Just don't disrespect Bradley Chubb. You'll see some great things from the astronaut uh, this year. Um, I'll put my word on it.